Hi, I'm Beck, and this is the Be Soulful Podcast, a place where we dive into deep conversations with vulnerability and authenticity to inspire you to ask the more deeper and meaningful questions in your own life. Welcome to today's episode of the Be Soulful Podcast. My guest today is the beautiful Natalie Tran, CEO of Transition with Purpose. Natalie's mission is to help people deeply connect to their unique strengths and gifts to contribute to the world. Growing up, Natalie was always curious about how people thrive and perform and was fascinated by what makes people genuinely happy and successful, as well as fulfilled from a creative space. Nat started her career as a chartered accountant in a big four firm and made several career transitions within the corporate world, but was always searching for that alignment within herself and even feeling anxious trying to find just that one thing to be in life and even felt at times she was a liability because she didn't have clarity around it. Nat learned that to thrive and feel energized, you need to align your passion. And once you do, you connect to your purpose from where you can operate and serve others in a real and authentic, meaningful way. Nat now runs Transition with Purpose, her own business designed to help people align to their own passions, as well as being an avid lover for interior design and decoration and plant enthusiast. Nat has also recently co-authored a book called The Art of Self-Care. Nat is also a big list, a qualified personal trainer, Pilates instructor, and well-being in states is a major part of her life. It's my pleasure today to welcome the beautiful Natalie Tran. Welcome, Nat. Welcome, beautiful Nat, to the podcast today. Hi, Beck. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm very, very excited to have you. So, Nat, I've given the listeners a bit of a, a bit of an intro about you. Can you tell us a little bit more? Who is Nat? Oh gosh, um, you know, in in my role. I always, that's the first question I ask everyone and everyone kind of struggles. And, you know, and so when I hear it being asked to me, I'm going, wow, this is, it is, it's a big question. And it is, it is something that we need to reflect on. And I won't go as far back. There's another little story that I'd love to share with you on another podcast, but I'll, I'll take you back on a, a journey. You know, I come from a family who are migrants here. Uh, my parents, um, Pretty much came here. I'm actually half Chinese and half Vietnamese, and Beautiful. some people sort of wonder, uh, you know, uh, what my my nationality is, my my ethnic um, ethnicity. But um, I am someone, and I think from our previous discussions, I'm going to start with making a statement that I'm not going to talk about what is it that I do, but that I am someone who is multi-passionate and believes that if we fully align ourselves in what we are about we can actually do a number of things. And today I hope to take you through a number of um, journeys that I've had um, to becoming the Nat I am today. But I pretty much started off um, straight out of uni as um, a commerce graduate, um, started in accounting pretty much. Um, and you know, this is take, taking you back a few years now, back, back when there was the big six accounting firms. Yeah. And I've, I've always been a very good student, uh, aspired very, very highly, you know, uh, wanted to do really well. And I, and I sort of brought in that migrant story because, you know, I really, really wanted to um, show my parents that I appreciate all the sacrifices they've, they've made for me. 
And so everything was pretty much um, aspire to work for the best company, get the best marks, all those kinds of things that, you know, every graduate kind of go through. Um, and what I found was that I wasn't really reflecting on what is it that Nat wanted to do or be and, and thought if this is going to be that, that stable route, you know, I'm, I'm good with numbers, I'm good with things, let's just go down that, that route. And so I, I did that um, and went, did my, you know, 150 applications, whatever it is, um, hitting the, the best firms, getting out there and, and working. Um, and I ended up working uh, for Deloitte on the big wow. six firms back yeah. then. Mm -hmm. um, as, um, actually, my, my, my title back then was a tax consultant. Wow. Um, but we did, we did small business. I worked with some of the, the lawyers who were in tax consulting, did all of that. And, you know, I did my chartered accounting as well because, you know, they say, oh, you know, it's, it's really prestigious to do. It's great, you know, great to have on your resume. So, yep, if it's hard, I'll do it. It's one of the hardest things you do, I'm going to do it. You know, so I, I was always of that mindset, you know, if it's a challenge, let's do it. Do not shy away from that. Didn't reflect on a few other things. So that went on three years. And it's funny because we sometimes stop ourselves, um, not deliberately, because I didn't go through any coaching or that uh, at that point. But I realized maybe that's not for me. Um, so I then took a step back from that. I took a step back from that thinking, you know what, I'm going to try something. Um, and but not too wild, and so I started doing. <laughs> I started doing a few other roles, um, still in finance and accounting, all of that. And again, another three years later, it's not funny how it happens. Three years, and you do achieve more things, do more things. Yeah. And you go, you know what? Still not quite right. Um, and then I started, you know, stepping into the in investment world. You know, sort of like more right. of that. You know, the, you know, things like um. So pretty much into the more the um working with institutional clients around mm -hmm. um, big investments. You know, mm -hmm. I'm talking like you know, very, very big um, wholesale clients and all of that. Sure. And, you know, 10 years later, I decided to have a family, you know, putting like, like any professional, you know, <laughs> career girl, trying to hold off on that, having that family because thinking that it would impact it. I'm sure yes. you've, you know, had those thoughts as well absolutely and um and when i did and when i did with um with my husband you know we we then realized you know oh wow you know i'm not sure i think it was then when i had my kids that i started drawing the line in the sand and really take did that inner work oh. really really did that inner work and that was when i found the transitions really worked for so me like, so when you had your children, Nat, that was when you started to do that inner work as you're as you yeah, putting it. Yeah, the deep inner work. So, what so I did lots of little transitions. Yeah, I did lots of transitions everywhere um, along the way. Um, and then I realised, you know, every time that, you know, when you have your kids, think about the reasons why you have them. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you're not there influencing them, someone else is. Oh my God. And so then, yeah. And so then having a career is just beyond, you know, doing things and, and trying to work it out as, as you go along. Yes, there's a bit of that. But then I started doing that deliberate inner work and really dug deep and, and you know, drawing that line in the sand and, you know, um, really, really working out what is it that I want to be a role model for my kids for. And in some ways, you know, that was the start of really deep work. Got it. For yeah. me. And so, 
if you ask, you know, who, who Nat is today, you know, I am, I am really multi-passionate around um, what I do, which is I actually assist others in getting clarity um, in doing their purpose, um, their purposeful work. Exactly. Okay, finding, yeah, I don't even label myself as, you know, a career coach or whatever, but I really just want to help others to get clarity around what they want to pursue that is meaningful to them. Because I know when that happens is when you thrive and you flourish. And I'm sure you've read lots of work around flourishing and all of that. Because when you contribute from that space, the beautiful energy comes out. Yeah. I've seen it happen for myself, you know. Um, going through what, yeah, what I call those fake transitions, you know, that you don't do enough in the work. That you're just sort of grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. And, and maybe that's figuring things out. That's okay as well. But when you really do that work um, and, and you see yourself flourish, the energy um, connecting to what makes you fulfilled, all that kind of stuff, you know, um, things just radiate out of you. Yes. And, yeah. you know, Nat, I can, I, personally, I can relate and I'm certain our listeners will. You know, I also came from um, my background. My parents are migrants. Um, you know, I'm half Indian and half Irish. And um, within the Indian culture, there's a high, um, there's a high, I almost say like um, status around education, you know, being, you know, going to university is, is ranked as, as a must do. And that was not me. I wanted to be a singer. So I'm sure my dad was devastated <laughs> that, you know, I wasn't the, the academic type, but, you know, I think along the way, so many of us, you know, in, even subconsciously, we are almost designed that we want to, we want our parents approval. You know, yeah. we want their approval. And there were many times, you know, I found myself in jobs and I've also worked in the corporate, um, in the corporate world, but I, I was miserable. You know, I was really unhappy, but on the outside, it would have looked really quite um, prestigious perhaps, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but as, as exactly what you're saying, um, it doesn't align. And um, so Nat, how, how did, so obviously when you, when you had your children, you started to do that inner work, that deep inner work. And we have spoken about it on the podcast with other guests, but what is that inner work? So, so for people who may not fully grasp that, what is the inner work? Yeah, so it's, it's actually just taking a step back and reflect. Right. And reflection is so powerful. We just do not do it enough. And that's maybe because we're so busy in our day to day. Um, and, and, you know, and sometimes in the, in the corporate world, you know what it's like, one thing leads to another, one thing leads to another. Um, and then there's a promotion and then there's like, um, let, let's go for that. Let's go for that title this year. Right. Yes. All very glossy or very, you know, um, and, and you kind of like, yeah, I, and then, and then you, you sort of left a little bit unfulfilled yeah. even at the end of it, you strive for it. And then you're like going, mm, how come that doesn't feel as amazing as I thought? Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so when I, um, yeah, I took a step back, went, you know, part time and even took um, a good, um, and even when I had my kids, you know, um, the, the mat leave terms weren't as long um, and as, as, you know, generous, but, you know, really just because we could afford it, you know, by then. And so it's just taking a real step back. And, and so the inner work re requires deep reflection done on a daily basis sitting quietly with yourself, starting the day, not with the old Blackberry and emails and, you know, things like that really just, you know, I have this term that I walk my devices out of my room 
<laughs> you know, is um, you know, walk it out the night before, and then I'll, you know, walk it out in the, you know, I don't use it as an alarm clock as well, you know, and so really that that inner work is just really that deep self reflection, doing a mind map, you know, if I if I said to you if, if you woke up in the morning, and you know you had six pillars in your house, that was you know there's lots of pillars, but if there's six pillars that's actually holding up that building. What are your six pillars? Yeah, that's really you know. powerful. Yeah, and, and I so I had to. Yeah. A lot of us don't know. We rush through things. We rush through our day to day, um, and so I I did that, and I worked out what my six pillars were. One of them is my family. You know, what does that mean? And and even just thinking about you know how you come home to them, how you you know talk to them, and all of that. You know, so I really. Each of those pillars I did, yes, a mind map. So it's, it's your mind map, so you can do whatever you want, right? It's just like, you know, imagine if you put your name in the middle, um, you know, um, so for you will be uh, BBPTYLTD, right? You, yeah. you are your own <laughs> company. And you go, what, what are these, yeah, what, what are these pillars that, I'm not talking about the fake pillars. These are the ones that hold you up. So when you wake up every week, these are the six things that actually needs to be in your life. Wow. And then I, one of them for me was to help others in a genuine, authentic way, not, not just, you know, indirectly through my work that I was, I was able to do that as, you know, as a leader to help, you know, others as peers and all that, but not in the way that I do right now, you know, um, and, and, you know, it wasn't clear at the start, you know, what, what it could be for me because, and then we start talking to others and this is when, you know, some of the, um, the topics I've, I've spoken to you about. They'll say things like, oh, no, it's such a waste. You've done this course. You've done this amazing course. You've done this post-grad. You've done this. You're CA. You, you, you're giving it all up. And so you get all of that as well when you're going through this, mm -hmm. this deep work. And, you know, what I learned very um, early on in this, you know, in that reflection piece was you've got to say things to yourself that, you know, nothing is wasted, right? Yes. You only enhance yourself. Everything's a sunk cost. Everything you've done today is a sunk cost anyway. Why are you even comparing, you know? Um, you're just enhancing yourself. Even like, you know, if I took on another online course today, I've just enhanced myself. I haven't given anything up. And so then, you know, all the talk about mindset work as well. So, you know, one of my pillars, again, is that mindset work. Really going deep. And so, yeah. And so I worked out my six pillars. I mean, it could be more than that, but I, I had six that I, I was saying, you know, that holds my house up. Wow, Nat. And so, you know, you know, you mentioned that along the way people were saying, oh, you know, you've done all this study and what you've, you've done your postgraduate and you're just giving that up. How did you manage to stay focused maybe isn't the right word, but how did you manage to keep that vision of where you wanted to go and not let those outside voices kind of impact you as to where you wanted to be? Yeah, yeah, for, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, and this is part of, part, part of that, that inner work is to actually um, sit quietly and just listen to your own voice yes. and, um, and, and know that everyone who's talking to you is probably saying it, you know, with, the, with your benefit in mind. It's just that only you will understand why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And... And, and, and it may be that phase of transition that you're going through that they don't understand. And so it's almost like not thinking about it in a negative way, 
but how somehow we you know and i did a post this morning on my on my insta that talked about how you know you, you need to have that mindset to to help you through that transition and um I, I sometimes talk to my clients about that that tunnel right when you first go into a, a transition you know it's still light behind you and you start walking and it starts getting dark and, and, and then you sort of as soon as it gets a little bit darker, you go, should I turn back? Because, <laughs> you know, where, where you've entered is still very close by. Okay. Should I turn back? And then you get a little bit deeper and the tunnel gets really dark. This is where, you know, that, that, mm -hmm. that whole transition curve we talk about, right? It's dark and scary, that fear. Am I doing the right thing? You question yourself, mm. all that kind of stuff. And then so do you keep going? Do you just try things, um, learn along the way? And I think that's the model you have to think about, you know, learn, adjust, learn, adjust along the way um and and have those and be prepared for those days where you are feeling down that you have to set yourself up with the right tribe yes. and this is the trend and this is where coaches come in and and people yes. that have that are like-minded with you come in yes absolutely and i think it's so that's so true nat because um you know touching on what you said um we also need to realize that a lot of people when we you know, you always have to choose who you share things with, I think, because a lot of people, I think, when they speak to you, whilst their intentions for you are good, I think they speak yeah. for their own fears. You know, they suddenly put themselves in, you know, perhaps that position within their mind and they start talking from their own fears. And so, you know, quite unintentionally, they then put that onto you. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And especially even, and usually um, they're the ones closest to you too. I know. Because they think, because they think they know you, right? Because they think they know you and that, and that's the thing. Um, even, uh, even when I went through the change, I don't think my parents understood it. No. They're going, aren't you happy? Aren't you happy? You know what? You've done all of this and now you've earned all of this. Now you can have your babies and just have your babies, go back to work, do your thing, climb, keep climbing that ladder and, you know, um, and so, you know, you, you really do have to do that inner work for yourself first so that you can armor yourself. I use that term a lot when you transition. You've got to armor yourself with all the tools, all the things that can help you get, yeah, get you through that. Yeah, you have to. You've got to have that armory because that tunnel is going to get dark. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And I think even, and, even with some of your friends as well, like I think, you know, and family, they're so used to a particular version of you you know um and they're used to that version that they know of you and then suddenly when you perhaps have maybe changed internally and that version of you becomes different to them it's really unfamiliar you know and sometimes you just don't align anymore and sometimes you as a person have to realize that you've also changed and you need to take a minute to catch up with that and realize that, that so true so true and um and sometimes you know along that that transition journey we talk about that because we we get into you know the, the dark corners and we go is is this really what i want and we start questioning ourselves right and so just having to take that that minute to just um really and, and especially and, and i'm going to sort of talk a little bit about, about personality as well you know as, as, as you can imagine whenever you do that inner work you do some kind of profile test as well just learn a bit about yourself and all of that if you're someone who's like me who is, you know, or they sometimes call them the type A or whatever in the world, you like to, yeah, you like to do things, you know, um, then you want to do that stop. Yes. Okay. For you, it's beneficial to stop. Actually, when you go, you know, um, when you're actually doing that work, actually have 
nothing on you so that you can actually work in whatever form, shape, size, you know, because, you know, that, that type of, it will always be thinking about the word action, 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 you know, let's do it, let's do it. So, then, so there's, and so when you think about the, the closest people to you that you are like-minded, that, that you call your tribe or the people that are in your circle that's helping you through this, it also benefits you to have someone that's, you know, might be, you know, completely opposite to you. And so yes. you can then get that perspective. When, when yes. you go into that stress mode, right, you end up doing more than you should be even doing. Yes. Because we do that. We can overuse our strengths. Yes, that is so as true. As well. Can you just, allow, just, just tell us, though, what does that mean, that so you can overuse your strength? So just can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, sure, sure. So as um, working as a coach right now, I, I always talk to people about working and I actually did a, um, a little blog post about it as well. You know, what does what um, working with your strengths mean? So your, your strengths, of course, there is that natural, those natural abilities and capabilities, you know, things like, for example, communication, for example, right? Um, so that could be a natural ability. But that alone, doing that alone, in a job is not enough, you know. So you're, you know, we have to ensure that when we um, look at our strengths, we've got to look at it and look at the whole thing holistically. So your strengths is made up of your interests, right? Your interests, your own style, which I sort of um, alluded to before, a bit of a personality part, and um, yeah. So your 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 natural capability, your interests, and a bit of your personality or what you call style, you know, mm. and those, those three, when they merge together, you know, that is your, your strengths. Mm. And, and we can, um, yeah, and we, we can definitely overuse our strengths, you know, when I first started um, as, as a coach as well, um, I realized that I probably, you know, can overdo things like trying to help them trying to do you know do because I'm such an you know a, a, an yeah. action girl and so then I then go that's overusing it right and so then you pull back take a take a step back and go okay let them work out their thing which is number one you know coaching 101 right but yeah. it's so easy it's so easy to go to that to that you know that thing that you're naturally extra helpful or want to help others and action you know all that um action oriented style or whatever you know whatever depending yeah. what profile tests you do Yes. That's overusing it, you know. So then taking a step back and go, how underusing it's not great either. Because imagine if, you know, you had a coach that kind of really didn't offer anything at all, you know, <laughs> kind of just, you know, so you can underuse it, um, but also overuse it. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. It's, and it's and it's probably really, it's, it takes a lot of self-awareness, I would assume, to realize when you're overusing your strengths. Because I think, you yeah. know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know, of times when, when I have definitely probably done that, but in those moments, haven't been aware of it. Yeah, no, that's so, that's so true, Beck. And that, that's part of the inner work that I sort of did as well, you know, looking at, you know, how what's worked for me, what hasn't. And in when it hasn't, is it because I was using strengths, you know, in a strange way, you know, <laughs> because we, yeah, we, it doesn't mean that um, using our strengths is always going to help us as well, because we're going to dial it. I call it dialing up and dialing it down. Imagine oh, if you had a, yes. you know, um, you had a strength and, you know, um, it's 10 or, you know, you might be doing, you know, like 11 or 12, you know, yes. and so let's dial it back. Yeah. And, and different situations call for different, um, I guess, dialing up or down. And, and this is where that learning as a coach, that situational aspect, you know, to help others. 
yeah. uh, dialing, dialing up and down, you know, our, our strengths to help others. And, and also allowing for their personality type and how they work. That's and a their big style. one. That's a big one, I think. Isn't yeah, it really? yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so using our strengths is not as easy as it sounds sometimes. You know, it's not as easy as saying on your resume, you know, oh, I'm good at this, I'm good at that. Because, it's, it's, yeah, it would, I guess, you know, when you're applying for a job, there's that keyword game that we're trying to match as well. But really, knowing our strengths really well will really help us in our work because the strengths part is really about our, our unique natural capability match, you know, together with our own interests and our personal style, all of that mesh together is our natural, our, our strength, our I real strength. That. I love that. And it's so different to what you're kind of like molded to believe what your strength should be in a work setting, you know, you know, the typical things, organized, good interpersonal skills, which I'm not saying that yeah. they're not strengths. They, they are. Well, they're, they're, well they're, they're your natural capabilities. Yeah. But then that's how right. do we use them? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly yeah. You're spot right. on. So Nat, a big, part of your transition um as well was also as you said you know moving into different roles within you know i guess you trying to figure yeah. out and you know understand yourself a bit better and yeah. i'm sure that would have involved you really stepping outside of your comfort zone and i know you're really big on um encouraging that um so how was that for you and, and how, do you, how, how do you live life every day or go through your life really, really pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone? Yeah, so I, um, I grew up thinking that, you know, being taught at school as well, that you're, you, know, you're, you should be good at one thing and just keep going and going that and, you know, have one title with one thing. And that, that never worked for me because, and, and, you know, I have so many interests and and you know and i think subconsciously we do it too because like for example um when i'm not working i'm always trying to do something creatively as well and um yeah so and it's my, my outlet and one of the things um that at just working on my pillars i was talking to you about i knew that one of the things that's important to me is actually sharing knowledge uh -huh. whatever that means okay. okay so sometimes you start with something as broad as that and so i said i just love to share knowledge I love to help others share knowledge, um, not necessarily being a high school teacher or being, and it might end up, you know, you, when, you, when you start that broad, then you sort of then go in, in exploring what sharing knowledge means and where does it land you, you know, um, kind of thing. And along the way, you know, um, during, during that, that transition time as well, when I did that deep work, I said, well, how, how do I share knowledge? And one of my biggest passions that I, I have always, always loved movement. Okay, from being a very young girl. And, I, okay. and, that, um, and you know, even during um, when I was working, um, one of the workplaces was next, um, uh, a yoga place was next door to where I was working and a gym. And so um, I, I did that, you know, um, at the high gym actually. So then I started doing that even when I was working. I realized how much it helped me. And so when I was going through the transition, um, I said, you know, if I'm going to go and share knowledge and be this holistic coach, and I wrote that word down ages ago, holistic coach. In, in one of my pillars, not really understanding completely what I was offering yet. Um, and then I then said, okay, if I'm going to marry all the, the sharing of knowledge, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and do a PT course. Wow. <laughs> right? Really? Yeah, I did. And I, you know, um, in my 30s, you know, and then, you know, if we do a PT course, they're all like 18 to like 21 year olds in there, you know, so oh, I was probably the oldest, you know, and so that, that's, 
getting yourself out of a comfort zone and you know I'm this corporate girl you know with that background <laughs> that comes in you know kind of thing and all these are like bodybuilders and like you know rowers <laughs> on the on like some national team and stuff that were you know oh doing gosh. this course but I really one of my philosophies that you know take it all the way if you can if you can situationally time-wise financially take it all the way in, in your in your um, investigation Right. Of, you know, like that inner work. I'm making so notes. I did that. I'm making notes. You're talking. <laughs> and I, 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 I did that back. And I, I said, no, I, I could afford it. And I think my, um, I had two little ones by then. Um, and so, you know, my, my parents would be minding them. I'd be going to PT class, and then I'm also doing my own personal training with my PT, and really digging deep to see what does it mean to be well. And I, and I worked on that definition of well-being while I was there as well. And I think well-being is overused. Self-care word is overused. And so even during that time, I worked out all of these for myself. And, you know, there's nothing better than doing it, right? And if you really understand what it means to breathe, I think people don't even know that they're not breathing as well as they should be. Absolutely. You no, know, when you talk about breath work and all of that, which we don't have time to get into, but, you know, things like that. So I, I did that. I did the, the PT course, um, did the, you know, um, did some PT as well, you did know, you? so to... Yeah, I did. So I actually, I'd worked as a PT at, um, at Anytime Fitness, you know, so, and I took time out and I said, you know what, going to do this. Um, and people go, oh my God, now nah, you used to earn that. I'm going, it's not about that. And again, this is what that mindset thing. And so you've got to stay strong on your path, what you're trying to achieve, work out your pillars, you know, um, all of that stuff will get at you. Why are you doing this? Why are you, you know, um, why are you in the gym? Can you even lift weight? And, you know, all these things that people, you know, sort of look at you, you're tiny, what are you doing? And then I, um, I then discovered um, through that process, working in the gym, meeting amazing people, learning about how I can share knowledge and listening to people. Because, you know, when you're in a, a different environment, I was in the corporate world, right? Yeah. In the, you know, your, your, I'm talking like your Wall Street type environment. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, for, for 10 years, right? And then, you know, you get into the, the gym and you hear all these daily things that people get into and you really learn you really learn to listen that's what i learned as a pt really listen to what they have a prop they'll say i'm doing this and you realize no i don't that's the underlying problem is this you know so i i learned i did everything pretty much you know without not, not just in theory about learning about well-being reading what well-being means really getting into it and then i um met some wonderful people um as well that did pilates i then did more courses I did another three Pilates courses, got certified um, to teach reformer, you know, all of that. And again, um, taught about 20 hours a week at one point. Did you? With really? two little ones, 20 hours a week. Yeah. That is on top massive. of. Yeah, on top of creating my, my, my own, you know, what I'm about and my, my business and my, how, how I'm, how I'm going to go about looking for, you know, coaching work and so doing all of that, you know, working on that branding that, you know, all at the same time. So 20 hours of that. Um, learned so much back and and so I did that and then I did other coaching um, did lots of profiling tests so you know part of transition is about upskilling can't avoid it wow you know now and as you're talking to me I have been making notes for my own self <laughs> but um, I think the biggest thing that all of us do and I know I've been guilty of this we think we we, we have a career or some some kind of field that we work in and we think we have to stick to that and even in our personal lives like we it's like we can't be more than one thing 
and like we if we've yes. got if we've got one interest or we identify as one thing then that's the only thing that we can identify with but actually Absolutely. listening to you you know you've you were an accountant worked for a big corporate you know and you've gone off and done all these other things and haven't or you've learned along the way that that one thing doesn't have to define who you are no it, everything enhances you and and you know when i was doing all the ped, it wasn't and teaching pilates i i never thought like when i was doing I, I never sort of like i didn't rule it out i didn't say that i don't want to ever do this as a you know if it works as a full-time thing yeah maybe and but i i knew that for me it was the mental coaching but mental coaching and physicality are tied like this there's no good job in the world you can do when you are not physically well and so when I talk about being holistic, you know, I really want to dig deep right down to the way we breathe. You know, um, when we breathe in a shallow way, that fight or flight thing kicks in, our nervous system kicks in. So even when I'm coaching someone on interviews and on preparation these days, I go, work on your breath. You know, work on your breath, slow down that breath, you know, get that nervous system down. Um, so yes. it, all, it really all helps. Like, like I said, I really truly believe everything you do enhances you. And we, you know, and the, 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 the term multi-passionate, multipreneur, all of that coined by, I think, Marie Folio, you know, one of another amazing coach, you know, um, she's, uh, and I, she's my role model. So I, I really look to the fact that she has so many interests. She's a dancer, used to be a dancer, did this, did this, you know, and, um, and I'm just sidetracking again, but you know, one of the pillars I wrote again was around um, creating content, very broad oh, for when I first started. Wow. And now that all makes sense because um, you probably know that I'm, I'm also on Instagram as the interior passion, yes. you know? So it's I create content. <laughs> it is, you know, when I do that work, I am just in my zone. Like it's actually, I am, you know, in my zone of being mindful, creating things that doesn't, so for me, I'm like, I'm visualizing someone's product. How would that look here and here? And I'm in another zone, you know, um, love it. And again, um, having those pillars will make you understand that you don't have to do one thing and you sometimes a hobby can give you so much as well yeah. for you, yes. you know, to, for you. Um, and then creating content also means creating content for my coaching. You see how, when you start defining it at, at the start, it looks really broad. And then when you start, peeling the onion yeah. as, as, as the years progress that now now I'm like eight years into coaching I'm like it all kind of makes sense and in, in, in my new career when I say that so I've gone through all the holistic coaching from a physicality point of view right down to yoga and then I continued I did more yoga stuff and then we'll talk about the anti-gravity yoga in a minute I then <laughs> took that on as well uh, because a wonderful studio studio three you know in Mooney Ponds you know um was, was doing, um, you know, a t a, a, um, instructor training at that point. So right. I said, yep, why not? Let's do it, you know, <laughs> um, and, and learning that. about how, yeah, because I, I know that um, the anti-gravity yoga really helps you um, just release your spine, let, giving your spine and head a bit of a rest. So We're in this position all day. So, yes, that's, <laughs> look, and look, to the listeners listening, Nat was gracious enough to show me a photo of her in action, which I will share on the <laughs> podcast Instagram page so you can understand. But Nat, can you share with us, just tell us what is anti-gravity yoga? Yeah, so, um, and I haven't, you know, I haven't been teaching for a while because of, of COVID and all yeah, that, but um, of it literally is um, a mode, 
another form of yoga, you know, and with, with its own um, background, with its own philosophy, all of that, but centered around, again, mindfulness, being centered, um, movement, mobility, which we know that, you know, quality of life is based around mobility, yes. right, as we get older and all of that. Um, and with mobility, you can practice your strength, you can practice your flexibility, um, and again, intrinsically tied to your to your mindset again. So when um, it's it's it's, a it's a, another yoga modality, I guess, um, where it's actually you're on a silk hammy that can take about to take about two hundred like you know kilograms, you know. So don't worry about falling off. Yeah. But um, you get to use your core. You get to um, give your spine and head a bit of a rest, and then you know that it goes from right beginners right through to advanced. Wow. Um, yeah, another form, and it, you know you can test out how tight your hips are, all that kind of stuff, because you're you're hanging in the air when you're going into some of these poses. Now, do you need to have a a basic level of fitness to be able to do this? Because it looks as though you do. Um, I I don't believe so, but you okay. need to um you need to go through a lot of basic classes to get you, you know, comfortable enough to be in a hammock in the air, not sure. on the ground, because yeah. you're, you're so used to being grounded, you know, in the yoga work. This is like taking it up into the air, you know, so yes. you actually can feel very light up there as well. Um, I think it's the fear of not being on the ground at the start yes. that people think is my fitness. But, but of course, there are people with vertigo and all that kind of stuff that you have to be careful about. There's certain, um, you know, situations where we wouldn't recommend it, but yeah yeah but, wow. yeah so yeah and so i i i you know taking from marie folio's book i i then no i'm just going to do it i've always wanted to you know um how do i share knowledge i share knowledge in in the physicality side the mental side now um and and i know you know when i wrote down content creation as well i never knew that it would take me to be a co-author of, of a being a, of a book right now as well yes, yes. that's creating that's and you right. see how you and you keep putting it out there, you keep putting it out there in, in, into the universe in some ways as well, isn't it? Like, and, and you work on yourself, you work on yourself and call it serendipity or whatever it is, you know, it's being ready. It's, it's not luck. It's actually preparing yourself, working on yourself. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Now. And I will come back to that. I will come back to your book. But I wanted to touch on um, around the physicality side of um, life in your mind and body movement connection. Um, and look, it's definitely something I can relate to in my own life. I, re I remember some years yeah. ago um, when I really got into to training. And mm -hmm. um, when I look back now, when I was in a space of really kind of um, moving my body, um, I felt like it set me up and, and almost every area of my life got better. And how important um, physicality is in life in general. So if we move away from the aesthetic side of things, you know, forgetting about, you know, the mm, way, yeah. can you talk us through, you know, why the alignment in mind and body and soul, why it's so important in, in life? it actually touches every part of your life and you know whatever whether you're, you're building a business whether you're doing a podcast you know um, whether you're um, working as a coach in the corporate world whatever it is it it must be an everyday thing yes. movement 
is yeah there is you know they've done so much research around even going for a walk just having those uh, objects move past you as you walk forward all of that stuff you know impacts all the the neuro side of things as well for you um yeah so that's why the, some of the benefits of going for a walk um and you know if we also have to ensure that we um we know that when we move our body it does more than like you said you know make you slip or whatever it is um the aesthetics of it but it sends all these signals for us you know and you've probably seen all the you know the the happy <laughs> hormones that come out of, of, of yeah. this apart from that initial and i don't know that initial feeling but it actually is very grounding if you you know um you wake up you set yourself an intention for the day and your intentions must include how do i honor my body because really it is it is a privilege to be alive it's yes. a privilege to be moving yes it's a privilege to have full mobility you know um setting that intention even right from the start of your day will help you and if you don't have that perfect and i i always say to my clients you know whether in job search mode you have to not worry about finding that perfect hour in the day when i'm gonna like zen myself out light a hundred candles and you know because it may not happen everyone's busy with the kids and all that things happen but to make the most if you if your intention today is to move in some ways it could be a bit of habit stacking so if you're waiting for the coffee machine to come on and all that do some movement okay whether it's some soft squats because you know if you think about it doing um say 10 10 squats or even like 10 push-ups on a wall whatever it is you want to just get the movement of your body going 10 a day just say you only do it five days a week and not seven okay that's 50 right and so 50 squats 50 push-ups right if you multiply that on the weeks and the the months and the year how many is that right that is yeah. it adds up versus you saying i'm gonna create that i'm creating that new year's resolution and every day i'm gonna have that perfect hour and hour and a half when i'm gonna and and it doesn't happen and so what happens is you end up doing zero that's right and it's almost right like it's letting go of that almost like perfectionism yeah yes yes that you know we have it to all, be, <laughs> be wearing a certain outfit or you know have our perfect colored sneakers it is yeah it's like it doesn't have to look like that no like it doesn't that. don't have yeah you don't have to have that perfect you know new runners to actually yeah. go to the gym for the for the first you know 10 weeks of the year only and then realize you know I, I don't have that and then you start feeling overwhelmed you start feeling um negative towards yourself and criticizing you know we're very good at being critical to ourselves yes. right and so you know that that's saying to me um always rings true a little bit of something um a day is better than a whole lot of nothing right absolutely <laughs> so yes. any movement you can do you know like i said you know it adds up, you know, if, if, by the end of the week, you've got, you know, 50 push-ups, 50 squats already, and it adds up. And it, it's a bit like, and then same with the eating, you know, imagine if you were eating one tub of ice cream a day, oh and gosh. that adds up too, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? That so adds cool. up. So that's what I mean. So all these daily things, it's about that daily action, that daily intention and that daily action. What a great and, reminder. And, what a great yeah, reminder. And, yeah. So even when I have a really, really, you know, really full on day, even, you know, at eight o'clock, I might just do some gentle stretches, do some, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a reformer at home. So I do some very gentle stuff just to get the movement, um, you know, pulling your scapula back, you know, you don't need a reformer machine, you can just have, you know, any bands, you know, and really work on that and just remind yourself um, that you're alive, that you can move and, and, you know, to honor your, you know, like you said, honor your body. Honor your body. Yeah. That is so true. That is so true. Yeah. Um, 
Nat, I just quickly want to touch on now. You have also talking about being creative. You've co-authored a book as well. Can you tell us tell us about that? Because you also mentioned that the words well-being and self-care are overused a lot. Yeah. Now, the book that you have co-authored is called The Art of Self-Care. Correct. Correct. Um, so. Tell us yeah, about you that. Got, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. tell us. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I love how the uh, technology has that lag effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, I, this is last December, um, um, you know, if someone reached out, or tra tra Tracy Jewell, I should say, um, she reached out and said, um, hey, Natalie, I saw your profile, very interesting. You've got that, that well-being aspect of coaching and all of that. Um, and you know, we're doing a book through Booktopia, um, wow. with, yeah, with, um, and it's not a self-funded, but it's a, it's a published book. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of looking for, um, you know, a number of coaches to be on this journey, um, with me about, um, you know, different aspects or different modalities of self-care. Now, are you able to make a contribution to a chapter, um, for the professional or the career modality in self-care? Wow. And, and so, yeah, and so um, when I saw this, and she reached out on LinkedIn, and so when I saw, uh, when I saw this and I go, you know what, that was one of the things on my mind map and all that kind of stuff, you know, um, and I've always loved writing. Um, even in grade four, I actually um, wrote a little storybook, um, wow. the, the Daisy Searby, the Daisy Searby competitions. I mean, I, I got like a, a, you know, a little prize for it kind yeah. of thing. So this has been, you know, and it's really weird how it, it you know, all these multi-passionate things come out, you know, so I'm, I'm getting very disjointed, but you can see how when I talk about you, you never change. Even, you know, you, you, you do your True. reflection, you realize True. that your interest, yeah. And you think back and go, why did I do that? Why did I, why did I enter that competition as, as, as a grade four girl, you know, um, and all of that. So when she, re and then I, I actually then took about three weeks to get back to her. Can you believe it? Instead of jumping on and go, yeah, I'm going to apply and see whether I'm going to get it. It's almost like when you get it, you're like going, that fear kicks in. I was oh just going to, I was going to say, that. I was actually going to say to you, Nat, yeah. were you, because I, I know me, when opportunities like that arise for me, my first initial response, which isn't good, I always go, oh my God, no, that, that can't be right. No, that can't be asking me. Yeah. So I, I, I stayed silent and, and, and Tracy was like, what the, what's going on, you know? And I was like, going, nah, 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 you know, this is, you know, this is like, you know, um, I'm going to have to think about this. And, and again, all those things are, are those, you know, your mind, your mind doing yeah. all those conversations with you. Oh, it's not going to, it's going to be one of those, you know, nah, you know, and why, why does she reach out to me? Why, why have all the coaches on LinkedIn, she's, you know, picked, you know, a few here and there, you know? So she's hand selected these and she's reached out right. to each one to apply, to apply for it and, and to see whether we wanted to, to, you know, what we wanted to contribute and all of that. And so I waited till after Christmas, after in January, I reached back to her and I said, oh, wow. is, this, is the spot still open? <laughs> you, know, after, you know, after that whole, you know, conversation in your head, yeah. you know, this, yeah. this is where mindset kicks in, right? And she said, yeah, yeah, you know. And so I, um, she said, can you share something about, a bit vulnerable about yourself around, you know, the career? Because everyone thinks you've got it made. You've got a, you know, you've got a, yeah. a coaching business. You're working for a really amazing company with a coaching and all that. And I said, no, no. Oh, gosh. If you talk about rejection, oh, come, come talk to me. I mean, I can share a hundred of examples with you. You know, like I, I was saying to you, you know, that fear. When you start, you know, even as a PT, I'm going, my God, um, I used to do this and now I'm applying for a PT job and, and getting rejected. I mean, it's just a PT job, you know, whatever you say to yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, 
Yeah, and and so I um part of transition is actually understanding how you deal with rejection. Right. And so then deal with your resilience, right? And so for me, so going after about you know three sixty degrees turn out from answering your question, Beck, um, I go back to that well being. Um, yeah. And I, and I the reason why I went I sidetracked is I um you have to define for yourself, you know what well being means. Okay, a self care. So doing that book took me one more step further, you know. Um, and I I did that already back in two thousand and twelve. But then I, I, you know, doing that book, I, I did it again, you know, because those terms are so, so overused. So I then thought about, you know, it's about prevention, isn't it? We think about self-care and well-being. And I define it for myself. It's not, if, if you define it as well-being is just to be well, so then when you're not well, you're kind of like left with nothing. <laughs> you're right, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So how, you have to have a, you know, a definition about prevention, being proactive, around how you want to feel that for, is, to be well that really okay it's hard Nat, because it's it's yeah. so true sorry i'll let you finish go on yeah yeah no no yeah and and, and Beck, i also even approached it even um from a long-term perspective you know like, like with anything um fitness like i said it's not about doing you know i guess we do challenges we do things to get you know our weight down or whatever yeah. our health down yeah. but but it's about that long-term, you know, um, perspective because, and we hold on to it when it's tough. You know, we hold on to that long-term perspective, define it. And so you can define it as, as things like, you know, um, one of my definitions is actually also being well also means the ability for me to be present without any distractions as well wow. in, my, in my world. I I'm define it right down. Can you just say that say I, that again for listeners as well because that is a big one for all of us now. That's huge. Yeah, so I, I define as being, um, you know, as uh, being proactive and, and thinking about how, how do you, you know, um, you're going to raise your standards, you know, is prevention and, and thinking about how you feel when you feel well. All right, so not, not define it as a certain weight or a certain yes. look and all of that. Define it, how, 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 how do you feel when you wake up and you feel well? And also to define it for yourself, such right to the nitty gritties, um, right down to that, you know, well-being is also, you know, being um, the ability to stay present without distractions. Wow, wow. Okay, and that's, that's part of my mental well-being. Yes. Okay, so I do a lot of stuff, I know, but I draw boundaries, and a boundary is a whole other topic, which we won't go into have time for, but, you know, and, and, that, leads, and that leads to all of that, right? And so... Um, yeah, and so it's really important to define well-being for yourself and, and like I said, and building the daily things but that you that's do. That's right, because I think the word self-care has almost now become, oh, what's the word now? It's almost like when people hear the word self-care, they, it think, has its own, they think of a bath with bath salts. Yeah, um, which yep. is not a, lighting which is candles. Lighting candles, yep. which is not a great thing to do, but it goes a lot deeper than that, Nat, and I think you're absolutely yep. right. And I'm really passionate about that myself. And also, to me, a big part of self-care is also emotional health. Emotional yeah. health is really important because when we yep. don't process, understand, or deal with our emotions, they really do manifest within the physical being. Yes, we suppress it and it will yes. come out in some way. We suppress it, comes out in, you know, tummy cramps, headaches. It does. It really, really does. And so, um, and so you know, really, really defining, you know, defining well-being for you from an emotional, like you said, spiritual, which I'm working on right now. It's, an, it's my area of weak, 
it's my area of weakness and I'm working on that a lot at the moment. Um, and um, you've got your physical well-being, mental well-being, um, financial well-being, professional well-being. And so my, my contribution, that book, I, I share. So the, the book is about each, each coach or each author, each co-author sharing a story um, about themselves on that topic and then sharing some tools that has helped them, which right. hopefully will help the readers. So I, I, I wrote about um, re rejection and resilience as a combination and how in, in, the, in, in, our, in, in the career world and our professional world, how do we deal with that? Because when I, as, as a career coach working now, I, I, I hear a lot about that, I see that. And so, you know, when you get disappointed, when you get a rejection from an application, you know, so I ensure that I, you know, talk to my clients about, just make sure that you, you sort of like set the intention for yourself. You know the stats around what's happening, what's, what's not and all of that. So really, um, I think you need to, the, the, the average is that you need to apply 12 times to get one to interview. But yeah. people just expect, people expect to just do one application and you get one interview. And so they get, and then they feel totally rejected and, <laughs> you know, um, and, and, you know, that get into that, that space and can't come out of it, you know? And so, yeah. um, in, in, and that's why I wanted to share that as part of, so my, my contribution, that book is, is on the, on, on, on the professional mod modality. So there's other amazing coaches that talk about all the spiritual, there's kinesiology, there's everything in oh, there I love for you, Beck. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And Nat, I think that's really brave of you as well, because, you know, you just touched on, and I, I want to quickly touch on that too. You touched on that spiritual well-being was, was for your weakness and is something that you want to work on. And I love that you're brave enough to share that and also aware enough to realise that about yourself. Yeah, because that's part of my definition of well-being. And I, I couldn't define it for myself and, and I couldn't understand why I, I don't know what I wanted out of it. And that's okay as well because that's part of the yeah. learning process, right? Um, yeah, but I, I know that is something if I connected to, it would take my meditation and my mindfulness to another level i know that deep down i know that yeah. i'm just not connecting yeah. if you know what i mean and sometimes it takes a, it takes time it takes that deliberate work that daily work all of that like like in any other area of absolutely. your life um, and i think sometimes when we also don't force it we can be aware of it but i think when we try to force and figure it out and figure it out and figure, it actually moves us further away from actually understanding it so sometimes just being aware and allowing and still showing up every day in your habits in your life as you do, but being able to sometimes yeah. step back, it will happen organically. It will come organically without it needing to be forced. Yes, correct. Yeah, and so yeah, part, part of that journey is is around that. And and then you and I also talk about you know the six pillars, right? And I, I don't I don't think it's realistic to be spinning your six pillars. Imagine those pillars are plates. You don't go and spin six to ten plates. You know, you imagine you had a row and you're going down. They're all going to fall down, right? And so Absolutely. you can really, again, focus on one or two, let it hum, go on to the next one, yeah. right? And then you keep going back to recalibrate it and then go on again, yeah. start a new plate, yeah. and then recalibrate the one that you, you know, kind of mastered because yeah. <laughs> we never fully master anything, you know? No, that's yeah. right. And sometimes one can lead you to the other without even realising it now. Sometimes... Doing, that connection. That's right. That's exactly right. I wanted to touch on something that you just said as well, which I don't think is spoken about enough. And you said financial well-being. 
can you talk to us a little bit about that now? Because I feel like well-being is always spoken about in the sense of body and mind, which is fantastic. We never hear it around the financial side of well-being. So can you tell us what does that mean? What does it look like? And what is financial well-being? Yeah, for sure. Again, it's a big topic, you know, but sure. I, you know, you, you can you can break it even, even from a basic level, you can break it down to even things like, when people are stressed, when people um, are not, you know, something's not going well in their life, they have a certain habit that they go that impacts their financial yes. as well, right? Like like shopping, spending, you know, all that kind of stuff. Then, we, you know, I, I, I have it too sometimes, you, you do. Cause, and, and it's okay on, on, on some levels that, you know, um, as long as you're aware of it and all of that, but there are some that just, you know, either go gambling or, you know, shopping or the kind of how, how your, your relationship with money. It could be Uber right? Eats. It could be too much yeah, Uber Eats. It is. It is it's your your relationship with money. How you think about it in terms of like, um, you know, the way you earn it, the way you spend it, um, and also knowing that you can be, can you be independent enough with it as well, mm. you know, uh, and embrace it. You know, embrace the situation you're in right now financially, and think about things that you can control and can't control like with anything right um and and then think about the next steps you know so think about things that you can't control and can control and yeah and so financial well-being is 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 huge it's also about your mindset around money um what you can do to, to contribute as well um to your to your uh, we're back. We're back, Nat. Sorry, there was a little sorry. bit of a dropout. I think, I think there was, there was a little bit of a dropout, Nat. I'm sorry about that. Can you just, yeah, I'm not just, sure that was from my end. Can we just repeat that? So um, financial well-being. So you said the last bit I caught was con contributing. Contributing. Yeah, so um, the way we think about us contributing in the way, you know, how, how we earn the money as well, right? Um, our capacity to earn. And it's linked to career as well, right? How yeah. how we think about um, yeah, and and so it's, it's all it's all it's all tied in um, to um, to how you view money as well, and and you know um, as you, know, you you can imagine that being abundant or not, and 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 what you do with it, and and how much control you have over it, and all of that, and being in a in a position where you feel comfortable with it as well, you know, and and it's not about you know it's not about Earn, 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 and not spend a cent. It's not about that at all. You know, um, yes. it's understanding your your financial situation, and you know, um, um, you know, showing up as well. You know, confronting it. If, if you feel like you're not in a state where you feel comfortable, um, what can you control? What can't you control? So again, if you talk to anyone that does, you know, budgeting and all that, if you're going to go a bit granular. But think about what what spending can you control? What can't you control? And and oh. and move on from there. Move on. And then from yeah. There. And I think for people, yeah. and I think for a lot of people, some money has, look, it, it can be a really touchy subject. I've always kind of viewed money as an exchange for energy, um, Nat, because yeah. when, we, when we show up to a job, we are exchanging who we are and what we do for an exchange of um, a dollar amount. So I've always viewed that as it is an exchange of energy and how do we want to expel and spend our energy? And I've definitely had times in my life where my values on where I wanted to spend my energy was probably not the best. 
but over time that has changed and i think if um that's personally how i view money as an exchange of energy you know yeah and you you've defined it exactly and so that's why i was saying you had you got to define all these areas of well-being yourself you know what yeah. what would make you feel comfortable uh, financially you know um and and you know right down to how you earn it how you spend it um how you um expel that energy as well right because when you give and donate and all of that there's yes. an energy there's an energy there as well. It's beyond just that the, the currency. It's like the whole energy thing is is is, um, is expelled into the world. Yeah, you know, um, kind of thing. Yeah, and, and I, in, in fact, you. No, yeah, sorry, you I was just going to say, and you touched on something really important as well. I think that you said, you know, you know, we don't just earn, 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 and not spend it at all, because I don't think that's it's healthy not about either. That. No, yeah. that's not about no. that at all. So yeah, that's not that's not what being that, that's not what financial well being means. Is that all you do is earn, save, you know, for a rainy day, and that's it, and not, you know, um, and not do anything with it. So it's not, not, not at all. Um, yeah, and and just learning. Um, and I, I also sometimes in in my coaching, I, I say to them, you know, the dollar or the what what you earn. Um, if you if you keep on um, engaging in things that you want to do and make a contribution to the world and make an impact, um, yeah. the did you hear that? There's another glitch. Yeah, look, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. I'm so sorry that the internet. No, no, it might, it might be my end as well. But yeah, so it's, it's, um, it's, it's about you know, um, it's a secondary sort of like um thing that I, I normally talk to clients about. Yeah. You know, um, the, the main, main thing is you know, you got to be driven by a bigger, you know, picture, picture. you know, bigger in, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, alignment, fulfillment, and then you take the small steps when things are uncertain, like right now, you take yeah. the small steps because you have that big, that approach, that long-term approach. Yes. And one of the, one of them might be a financial goal, but you take the small steps, um, in those uncertain times, like during COVID and the, and, and the pandemic, for example. Um, and so when you connect, you know, to your unique value proposition, right, yes. it's your power. That's it right. is absolutely your power. That's so true, Nat. And yeah. I think another important aspect as well is not not being in a state of fear because when we are in a state of fear, whether that be, you know, with a relationship or money or a job, sometimes we make decisions based out of that fear state and it's not really us making that decision it's because we're so fearful of whatever is going on around us and sometimes it actually leads us down paths that we're not necessarily um, meant for us because we've made that decision based out of fear. Whereas sometimes if we can just sit back and try and remove ourselves out of that state, we end up making decisions that really are there to support us, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's what I was um, sort of sharing at the start when I, when I talked about, you know, when I made those initial transitions yes. because yeah. of fear, I kind of half-heartedly did them. I'm going, I'm still going to stay safe. I'm just going to move across here a little bit and try that. It's still a bit, you know, in, in that you know, in that kind of world and test it out. Whereas I think deep down, even now reflecting back, I probably knew that I should have exited, you know, that the financial and the accounting, all that kind of world a bit earlier than I did. But then, you know, whatever age you're in, whatever time, you know, you you know the, 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 the other thing is the decision you make at the time is the best one right that's and right. you can only you can't regret anything else and so oh. you're right you know that and that fear that fear was what held me back into doing that full transition and you know and I'm, I'm not one to say you know drop everything and just 
do it, you know, kind of thing. You have to still be strategic about it, right? Absolutely. Make sure that you, you know, you can, you know, uh, financially you're okay and, and also your, your mindset is okay as well, you know, to work through some of these because I, I know it's not an easy journey as a tunnel that I was telling you about and, and have some tools and some, you know, some people to help you out, the support, your, your, your support people around you, family, friends and, and coaches especially, you know, that can really... Um, you know, just take another step um, aside from what you're thinking and help you out. Absolutely. And I think take you back on that path. I think you're right now. And I've known people. Can you just tell us why coaches are so important? I think they are too, especially when you are exploring something very new in your life um, or wanting to do something. What, like why, why is having a coach, um, how does it help? Yeah, with you, um, if you think back, you know, to when uh, even even a PT, you know, even you know, they're coaches, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So think 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 about what happens. Um, well, number one, first and foremost, accountability, isn't it? And and you know, they'll always give you something. You know, when you go to a coaching session, they'll always give you something to think about. They'll listen to you. They'll listen to your perspective. They might add another perspective that you may not have thought about. Um, and yeah, and, and so that, that, that coaching relationship is so important because it allows, allows you to, um, have someone else, you know, that is stepping into your world and, and your mind and give you, and again, that's why, you know, being open around, you know, whatever you want to be coached on is, is really important for them to help you out. Um, just to hear, hear, first of all, be, be an ear for you, because again, it's important for you to articulate it. Because sometimes it, it's all mumble jumble up here, right? Yeah. When you have an idea or a thing, it's mumble jumble, and you kind of just keep. You wake up and you keep doing whatever you want to do. Um, then you see a coach, and they go, "Okay, take let's take a step back, right?" And just and they, they just make you think a little bit differently, or they may take you down the path you are already on a bit further, and make you yes. a bit braver, make you a bit braver, and say it's okay, you know. And so. Um, yeah, and, and so that, that's why it's important. I have a coach myself as well. Sometimes, you know, I need to sort of, um, like a spiritual coach is saying, to go that path and go, it, it's okay to explore that. Um, is this something that, is anything else? You know, it's again, bouncing ideas of each other and, um, and it's a two-way relationship, the coaching. And I remember even as a, when I was doing PT, you know, expressing my injuries and then asking for advice, how do I get that stronger? I mean, if you, if you go to the basics of even that, yeah. And they'll say, well, you always have that injury. We get the muscles around that injury to be stronger. And so they tell you things like that, you know, whereas when you came and you go, I'm just going to get that better. But when someone yeah, rephrase yeah, something yeah. like that and you go, you know what, Matt, we're going to get those you know, little muscles around that rotator cuff, whatever, get that stronger and you'll see the difference. That is and so immediately, scary. right? And immediately just a little different perspective like that. Um, from your coach or PT or, you know, whoever you want to you know, call your, um, your person, um, changes everything. It changes the way you think, you know, that's, and, and then you know that and they'll say, next time we catch up, we're going to do this, um, you know, accountability, all right? And then so you go away and you go, you know what, I'm going to show up. And that's why PT works too because, you know, your, your PT is there waiting for you at 6 a.m., that's so true that's so true yes yeah yes yeah no you're absolutely right so Matt. yeah so this yeah 
Yeah, and we forget that you know we can use we can have coaches for many aspects of lives, not not many just aspects. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's and and I yeah, so true. And and I I even say you know if if you um just say if you hated admin and like I do, you know even though I'm an accountant, that, that, that that's big clues, right? Why I shouldn't have been in the... <laughs> um, But um I I outsource it. I outsource it. My oh. coach goes, you know, and even a simple thing like that is almost like your coaches. I know I should, but then just someone saying. Why did you, you know, why don't you, or how about we, you know, just not, and then you go, ah, oh, okay, the penny drops, you know, um, I, kind I, of thing. And I think that also is is it's also blessing people as well in ways because I think if you if you're in a position where you can do that and you can outsource, it's also being it's also blessing people as well. Yeah, that's yeah. how I see it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. and then and then the coach also helps you go back to why, why, you know, your, your being, you know, like, you know, how I said to you, I defined it as, you know, my, my sharing knowledge. What does that mean that, what does it mean? You know, um, let's peel the onion a bit further. Um, you know, how, and how, and how do you bring clarity to others lives through your coaching? Let's work through your brand, you know, all that kind of stuff is so, yeah, so amazing. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Nat. That's so beautifully said. And as we've been going through this episode, I've been making lots and lots of notes in my, in my <laughs> book. So it's been absolutely fantastic. Before we let you go, though, I wanted to touch on you've got a beautiful, beautiful page called The Interior Passion um, that is absolutely stunning, Nat. So can you tell us, I know you mentioned before that that really started as was a hobby. It's just something being creative that you love doing. And you set up your frame so beautifully with plants and styling. Um, how is that? You're obviously an avid plant lover. Mm, yeah, my 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 plants are my mindfulness tool. You know, people don't ah. they, they yeah. I mean, of course, you know, I I probably buy too many as well. But you know, <laughs> I, I do I, I do I, I do get mindful about um, all of that as well, and I try and grow my uh, grow my own as well. But um, take you a step back. Um, back in probably early 2000 um my friend and i we were working walking along um um i forgot the lane now but where, where cae is um flinders lane yes, yes no yes, yeah, 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 yeah yeah yes yeah, yeah. yeah and and we said hey um let, let's do an interior design course right and and my friend and i are both creative and this is when i was working full-blown you know because i just felt that creative um you know that lull that that gap in my life Stifled. by, by working stifled stifled and it was yeah. just horrible and so we, we did the course and so um and so i we did that and we really enjoyed it as a hobby and so then when i built um our family home now and i said you know what i'm i'm just gonna set something up just for fun you know and then i i realized how fulfilling it was just to create little things you know little snippets of your your day or your you know um things like that to to share with with others um and then that developed, you know, in, into plants a little bit more. And so now I, you know, I, I just want to share that, you know, sometimes your, your space is very important, yeah. right? Your environment is very important. So your home is your home. There's no perfect home. Your home is your home. You've got to love the environment you're in. Yeah. And if that's plants, then go for it. If it's minimalist, go for it, you know. And, and, and I just want to share that with others. And again, just around that well-being piece that you can do more than one thing. But draw boundaries on it, you know, draw boundaries around how much time you spend on it, how much, you know, who, who you actually want, you know, in, in, in your life, in, in the Insta world, all that kind of stuff, you know, because yes. it comes with the good and bad, right, um, you know, as Absolutely. well. So, again, just learning to draw boundaries and learning to enjoy the process 
And um, I've always said to myself, if any time I don't enjoy the process, I'm going to stop. You know, so again, just understanding your role, why why you're doing it is really important. I think um, that's beautiful, Nat. Yeah. And, and if I can help out, you know, um, little businesses, you know, along the way, I, and, and yeah, you know, you you know, Claudia from the Courts Avenue, you know, you know Claudia, so yeah. we, yeah, yeah, and so we, um, yeah, and just connecting, you know, to beautiful people like that, like Claudia yeah. has on the yeah. platform has just been amazing as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, and, and so that, that's how I was born. So I've always had that interest and this is going back to like, early 2000 I never did I didn't never did anything about it because I thought it was just I shouldn't do it why 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 are you doing these you know hobbies you know like making it so obvious and you know kind of thing and and it's like it's a part of you and you should be okay about it you know um so, true. so yeah yeah and and so different fulfilling different parts of your of your life um is really important and be, before I um finish I think I, I mentioned to you that I um I, I came across um a really, um, a really amazing quote. Um, I, I believe it originated from uh, a bit left, left from um, I'm getting my out, pen ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know the the um, you've probably heard of the the Serenity Prayer. Um, you may have heard have. of that. It's, yes. It, yeah, I yeah. Have. And it goes along the way of like um, I have the um, the Serenity, you know, to um, you know to um, oh, I forget get this right. You gotta have the serenity to accept things that you um, that you can't control. Have the courage to do things that you can control, and then have the wisdom at the end of it all to, to see you know the difference and all of that. So if you haven't come across that, you know it is a beautiful, beautiful um, quote, and it applies for in every area of your life. That is one. Nat, that is so beautifully rounded up everything, and it it really has been. Um, quite inspiring to sit here and talk to you and taking notes from myself. Um, and I'm sure our listeners will feel the same way. Um, now, if, if, if our listeners or people want to connect with you, where can they find you, Nat? Sure. I think the best, um, the best way is to go on to um, my website because um, I have a contact page there. Right. Um, so it's yeah, www.transitionwithpurpose.com.au. And, I, and you can, you know, there's a contact box and all there to, um, yeah, to connect with me there. Fantastic. And if people do want to follow you on social media, Nat, where can they find you? Um, yep. So the, um, I've got two pages going. I've got the, um, my, my coaching uh, page where I share, you know, snippets of little, you know, sometimes little wisdom thoughts that I have or, I, or, I, flip a, yeah, and, or I flip my, I flip a statement to let people think about something else. You know, um, uh, I sometimes share um, career, you know, um, tips or career coaching tips and all of that and then I also have my creative page um, at the interior passion um, that you can also follow me on to look at the crazy stuff I do with um, that I style with plants I, I literally I literally do plant styling <laughs> it is it's amazing and I would suggest that anyone who just loves styling please get onto the interior passion page because I love looking at your page Nat. it's very inspiring <laughs> It's just it's so beautiful. Oh, I, I love and I love sharing it too, Beck. So that that's part of the, the you know, the, the, the journey for me as well, that you know, really showing, you know, that energy that that you said, you know, it's all about the energy, right? That you exude out in whatever you do. And you can do more than one thing. And so that's always been, you know, we're going coming right back to that again. You know, you can do more than one thing. You can have a fulfilling um, you know, life doing more than one thing and, and it's is what you want to put out into the world. Um 
that is, um, you know, really getting deep down into your unique, um, you know, value proposition. And, and again, you know, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful when you understand that um, and, and to give things a go, you know, fail here and there and pick yourself up, do it again. You know, it's, it's all okay. You know, there's no, um, there's no, no perfect road. There's no perfect path that you should be holding on to all the time. Um, because if you do, it's gonna, it's gonna really, um, you know, hurt along the way even more. You know, um, yeah. Thank you, Nat, for the beautiful reminder um, for all of us. That it's been absolutely wonderful to uh, sit here and uh, listen to you and uh, have you on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on, Nat. Thank you so much. Oh, Beck, thank you so much for having me and for inviting me on your podcast. I've really loved having a chat with you. Thank you. Thanks, Nat. Bye, everyone. Have a great day. <laughs>